God, we praise you and thank you for the great imagination and creativity you used when you created us. Help us to stand in awe of you by standing in awe of each other, by seeing you in each other's eyes. There is so much that you seek to accomplish on this earth. And you desire for what happens on earth to happen in heaven. And we praise you that you have gifted us to accomplish all that you've ever dreamed. Help us now to make that miracle happen by using our many gifts for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. If this is your first time here, you are in a place of miracles. Because every person here is a walking and breathing miracle. And what's amazing is when God takes the miracle in me and the miracle in you and combines those miracles to do something amazing. I believe that God wants to create the real miracle on 11th Street in 2007. That God wants to make this a church that's like no other church in this community. The real miracle will happen when people come together with new hearts and new eyes, believing that God through us and through our gifts is up to something incredible. A place that doesn't just preach hope, but lives it. Resurrection, a place that doesn't just preach salvation, but lives it. A place that doesn't just preach faith, but lives it. Our scripture today gives a wonderful example of how this miracle can happen. It begins by realizing that each one of us matters. It begins when every morning we look in the mirror and we can say to ourselves, I matter. How do I know I matter? Because God went to the trouble to create me. And if I matter, you matter. And if I matter and you matter, then we matter. It's simple, but so powerful. Bring all that together and what you have is that amazing miracle. Everything that God wants to accomplish is right here, right now, if we simply release it. I love this scripture today because it's, it's so clear in how this happens. It, it, it comes out and it, it just names what appears to be a deficiency. It, it says not everyone is a healer. Not everyone is a teacher. Not everyone is an apostle. But the full message says, not everyone's a teacher, a healer, or an apostle, but someone is. And bring enough someones together, and it's going to happen. Amen. Creating lives that matters creates a church that matters. And when you create a church that matters, what happens? You create a community that happens. There is so much that God wants to reveal through us and unleash through us. If we simply recognize the gift of who we are. If we stand in the awesomeness of community. This whole 
chapter of 1 Corinthians 12 is amazing, and there's just a portion of it printed there in your worship folder. But I'd like to give you a little bit more of the overall context. This is wonderful. The translation that you're gonna hear now is from the message, and it talks about what it means to be community in amazingly clear language. God has carefully placed each part of our body right where God wants it. You are significant, yet no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its right size and each in its right place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine the eye telling the hand, get lost, I don't need you. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic, and therefore, the more necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to a full head of hair? <laughs> the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church, every part dependent upon the other. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. Yet, you must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. We are the body of Christ. How could we ever devalue ourselves for even one moment or devalue someone else for one moment? That, that scripture makes it so clear. I, I love that section that talks about wouldn't you prefer a, a good digestion to a full head of hair? I don't know, I think that's debatable, at least for me. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about that scripture. What, what came to me was this idea that opposites attract. And maybe God is behind that concept. Maybe the reasons opposites attract is that when the opposites come together, the cumulative effect accomplishes God's purpose. Opposites attract. They don't subtract or detract. So why is it that so many churches try to attract the same people? What about a church with a mission of attracting opposites in order to create something greater? That would be a miracle on 11th Street. Sometimes we do see wonderful examples of how opposites attract. Some of you have met Resurrection's beloved couple, <clears throat> Mabel and Laverne. <clears throat> now, if you have not met Mabel and Laverne yet, they are opposites that truly attract. When you see Laverne, she is usually wearing heels and carrying a matching purse with perfect makeup. And Mabel, well, she's just kind of there, you know. <laughs> but have you heard about their first date? You, you've got to hear about their first date. Now, Laverne was really, really, really forward. And she was so bold as to say, Mabel, 
I've heard what a good cook you are. Why don't you invite me to dinner? <laughs> and Mabel's response was, I am so enraptured by your beauty, I will be more than happy to have you for dinner. So, of course, Laverne went to great lengths to get ready for their first date. She put on her best red dress. She put on her best red high heel shoes. She put on her most striking red lipstick. And she wore her biggest red hoop earrings. She was ready for their first date. She gets to the door, and of course, Mabel is there to greet her in overalls. <laughs> but they were ready for this first date. And, and they were just enraptured with each other. They, they get to the meal. And again, Laverne's having such a wonderful time. But she looks down and looks at the plate that the meal is being served on. And she sees what looks, on, looks like some, some dried-on egg. Where's that from? She sees this other gunk all over the plate. And, and she says, you know, Mabel, you're, you're really, really, really wonderful. I know this is going to be a wonderful meal, but, but do you ever wash your dishes? And, and Mabel says, yes, uh, they're as clean as, as, as soap and water can get them. Well, Laverne just thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go along with this. And I know this is going to be a wonderful meal. I'm just, I'm just going to concentrate on Mabel's beauty. <laughs> and I won't notice the dirty dishes. So she went ahead and ate the meal, and it was delicious. And after the meal was over, Mabel began to clear the table. And Laverne was shocked when Mabel took the dishes out and set them on the front porch. (laughs) Then she yelled out to her dogs, Here's soap! Here's water! The good news is they're still together. (laughs) Have a wonderful relationship. And together the job gets done. And that's the way God works with us. God takes all that we bring. God takes who we are. God takes opposites. And does something amazing. The challenge is, we sometimes have a difficult time moving beyond appearances. They say that within the first eight seconds, we have made all kinds of judgments when first meeting a person. I wonder what we miss because of our judgments. Do we miss someone who, if we got to know them, could potentially challenge us and change our lives like we could never imagine? What if we looked deeper, beyond appearances, to the real gifts? The miracle of community is seeing beyond appearances to what God has put in the heart of a person. It's moving from surface judgments to heart understandings. When we attend deeply to the persons in our surroundings, we begin to see them according to the Spirit. We begin to behold or perceive more than the external. We cannot help to become reconciled to God if we only see the outward presentation. 
we must look deeper. What is really there? Even in the one we struggle with, the one with the most complex personality, Christian community can be celebrated when we realize that the church is a mystical, spiritual, faith-based I'm having a heck of a time. (laughs) There's something here that's good, I'm sure. (laughs) Community in the Christian community can be truly celebrated when we realize that a church is a spiritual, humorous, mystical, faith-based community. And we relate best when we can drop from the head to our heart. (laughs) And that's when... (laughs) Thank you, Judy. And that's when community happens. Real community, real church is not just playing nice. It's being real. It's seeing Jesus Christ in each other and realizing the awesomeness of that. It's realizing that there is something about God I will only know when I know you. Because God has created us that uniquely. My dream for resurrection is that we would be a place where heaven begins now. It means not making assumptions or presumptions. It means looking deeper. A colleague of mine in ministry, Judith Brain, made an assumption. And she learned from that. I'd like to share her story in her own words. She says, my son is a jazz musician. My partner and I went to hear my son's band one night at a club. It was a warm, multicultural, friendly spot. It was a great club. At the table next to ours, a big, friendly African-American man attended to a tiny, twisted human being on a wheeled cart. My first thought was, what is this disabled person doing in here? A paralyzed man with a puppet's body in a jazz club? With a large, misshapen head? But there he was, sipping his beer through a straw and watching the musicians attentively. He was hardly moving, but he seemed alert. It was only his eyes, in fact, that moved. So it was hard to tell how much he really took in. Again, I had to ask myself, what was he doing there? His friend also captured my attention. He seemed alive to every nuance of this poor, deformed man. He leaned close to hear him speak in that noisy club, and his whole manner proclaimed love. Suddenly, I thought about how wonderful this scene was. This club that embraced the broken person. I then felt part of that embrace. and I was so glad to be there at that moment. I, too, was reaching out to the paralyzed man with a friendly smile. With my eyes, I was saying to him, I accept you. I accept you. With my eyes, I was saying that to the paralyzed man. The the room was smoky, and my contact lenses gave me trouble. So I popped them out and sloshed them in my water glass and put them back. In a few minutes, the tall man came over to my table 
and gave me a bottle of eye drops. He said, here, it looks like you need these. I gushed in response, oh, thanks. You noticed. No, he said, I didn't notice. My friend did. And he pointed to the man on the cart. And I looked over. He had a crooked grin, but a big grin on his face. The man on the cart took pity on me. And suddenly I realized that I was the one who was paralyzed. At that moment, I came out of my arrogant, pharisaical fog. I accept you? What presumption? I thought I was whole, and he was not. I thought he was the alien, and I was the giver. I thought he was the last person in the world who could help me. But the tables were turned. That twisted man in the jazz club, he became an unexpected source of kindness. You matter. We matter. Together, we create a community that matters. If you're comfortable, take the hand of someone nearby as we go to our God in prayer. Oh God, today we pray for the most powerful miracle on 11th Street. The ability to see all of us gathered here not as some mass of people, not as just some crowd, but as the hands and feet and eyes and heart of God. Not a crowd, but a community. Help us to think and see and be like you. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on us as individuals. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on this here church. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on your world. And hear the prayers of your people who pray. Amen. Amen.